0: everybody, and welcome to Culture and Convictions. We are so glad that you chose to push play, and you are now welcome at our table. I am Iron Petrie, along with my wife, Star Petrie. Hey,
1: everybody. And
0: we are glad to be here on another podcast. Listen, we're before we jump into all of the subject matter that we have to talk about here today, let me just start by saying make sure that you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you are probably watching this podcast. Uh, because we need your feedback to know uh, who we're talking to and how we're how we're doing and what you want to hear talked about on this particular podcast because as we say nothing is off limits here on culture and convictions so please like and subscribe and also go and follow us on our facebook page at culture and convictions uh, on Facebook, as well as visiting com, the website. So you can go there, peruse the site, check us out, follow us, and uh, we got a blog there. We've got some other information about ourselves and what we're attempting to do through our podcast. And we're just so happy to be back in the saddle, you know, and doing this thing and and, uh, <laughs> and now moving up and doing it by way of video and also uh, Uh, As we started off on audio, but now we've kind of moved uptown, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it by way of video. Mm -hmm. So we're glad to have you here. And as I said, we've got so many topics and so many things to kind of talk about on this particular podcast. So we're going to kind of jump right into them. And uh, me being a good Texas boy, you know, born and raised here in Texas is all I know. Mm -hmm. I got to start off with a little lighthearted information and subject matter. And I got to just say, how about them cowboys? (laughs) how about the Cowboys man ask me in a couple weeks (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but you know and look and I'm not I'm not trying to come across like I'm just the ultimate Cowboy fan uh I I do root for the home team but um it's good to see them actually having some success you know see see them on a streak but uh you know they're getting ready to play the Eagles this weekend and uh it's going to be an interesting game for the first time in a long time the funny thing is is that Cowboys games actually in this little small stretch, they're actually meaning something. <laughs> you know, no, I'm serious. Like, you yeah. know, when you're having a bad season, the games, you know, the more you're losing, the less the games mean. But sure. now actually these games mean something. People yeah. are tuning in to actually watch the outcome. Oh, yeah. And so they're playing the Eagles, they're first in their division and they're playing the Eagles. And one of the Eagles came out, a linebacker, uh, Camus I believe is his name, and he comes out and he says the history of the Cowboys is they choke, right? Yeah. And so, and so he says, we're going to go up there to Dallas and we're going to make them choke. So, if Dallas didn't have any motivation, you know, which I'm pretty sure they have, the, the fact they're on this uh, streak, right. now they got all the, the the motivation in the world because this man is coming out talking Thanks trash a lot, about Kamu. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made the game even more meaningful. <laughs> he gave you five though.
1: minutes on camera, man. And you <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> he, he's
0: like, he's putting it out there like that. People are just blowing, blowing up, you know, Twitter and everything else talking about it. But for the first time in a long time, the Cowboys have something to play for. So that's exciting for Texas people, you know, because the boys Definitely. haven't been doing so well. I had,
1: well, you know, after Jerry Jones built that stadium, there were high hopes. and
0: Yeah. Just and It just and then, hadn't panned out. Yeah, and then Until the most so now, exciting thing about the stadium was the screen. Exactly. And <laughs> what was on the field. Yeah,
1: exactly. But you mm-hmm. know he's got a, a billion-dollar enterprise over there when people are just standing up watching them lose. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying there are some committed, diehard Cowboys fans. So Serious I hope, business. I hope for their sakes that there's some success on the Cowboys. ends Because, you know, when you're a fan, if you're a real fan, tried and true, then, then you ride with your team. And regardless, I mean, you know that. <coughs> hurricanes but um well, yeah so
0: oh no see you didn't have to do that what You just dug just like
1: no i'm a hurricane fan too in, in and i'm a I try f- to, for those a for news, those watching
0: and listening who may not know <laughs> what? i am a true dot in the wool yeah. double dipped and fried yeah you understand crispy fried Miami Hurricanes football them, fan.
1: He calls them his babies.
0: They're my babies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, what?
0: <laughs> hey, I'm old enough now to say that. Did you adopt they, They're my that, babies, yeah. and I, I root for them. I've been a diehard Miami Hurricane fan since I was, gosh, I know since I was 10 years old. And it's, it's real, mm-hmm. and, it, and it won't go away. <laughs> but anyway, we ain't doing so well. We ain't doing so well, but hey, I'm, I'm riding anyway. No,
1: I digress, Because I'm though. a we real were, fan. I was just talking about real fans. I wasn't trying That's to right. like hurt your feelings. Yeah, Everything's but you fine. stuck me. Everything's you stuck fine. Me. You still um, stuck me. no, but I like I said, I hope the the Cowboys have success. I mean, there's nothing better than watching Jerry Jones get excited about his Cowboys winning. Oh, so man. <laughs> or Goodness hearing him talk gracious. after the game. So I I look forward to it. I think it's gonna be wonderful.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It's gonna be exciting if it's nothing else. Because I mean, like I said, now we've Actually, got something to play for. If they
1: make it to the Super Bowl, then all I got to say is, "Oh my gosh, DFW see, is going to be I, uh, yeah, crazy." I, see, I don't, I don't see that happening. It's going to be crazy.
0: Just, I, mean, I don't, I don't even want to let my mind go there because <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's possible.
1: One can dream. <laughs> it is possible,
0: <laughs> but no, it's, it, it would be a big, it would be big news for everybody. It would be big news for um, uh, Texas because for whatever reason, the fan base here in Texas, when it comes to the Cowboys. I'm talking when you really come across some real true Cowboy, real cowboy fans, fans yeah. It's like and I don't mean this in a negative way, because I think a certain amount of this happens in every real fan of any team. Mm-hmm. But there's a little delusional type of uh, <laughs> uh, I'm serious because mm-hmm. it's almost like if the Cowboys win anything, they can win everything. And you just never know when the Cowboys can do this. <laughs> I mean, I, than the I other. don't
1: understand why any fan wouldn't feel like, like that. Well, that's what I'm you know, saying.
0: But it's, it's slightly, you know, sometimes you can, you can run into fans who are a little bit more down to earth about it. No, they don't look too good. There's some fan bases that, you know, they can be one and eight. They win that next game and they're two and eight. I and know, they're like, man, you just divisional. never know. Yeah, you but, never know. <laughs>
1: I mean, but if your team gets hot in the, at the yeah. close of the season, you know what I mean, that's there's some high hopes that they can carry that momentum into the playoffs yeah, and it is. and get somewhere. It
0: is. We'll see. You know what I mean? Like I say, I'm 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 not against them at all. I and mean, I'm, I'm not a cowboy em. fan. Yeah. I mean, I I, I watch, know you're not a but, cowboy um,
2: fan.
1: I, I'm not against the Cowboys. I just you know they've disappointed so often. But I'm not gonna <laughs>
0: stick you like you stuck me.
1: I don't have a team to be stuck by.
0: <coughs> Spurs.
1: Yes. Okay. San Antonio. All right
0: spurs all right let's move on their names happen to be spurs
1: yeah that's all right it's called a rebuilding See, i told you, year. I, you. I wasn't gonna do
0: it but since you act like you didn't have a team i had to do it's it it's called a rebuilding year we'll yeah, be fine. exactly we'll be fine we're rebuilding Exactly. Every team does. That's what we do doing. They go through it. That's right.
1: This isn't our year. That's all right, though. Because we rebuilt one time and we came back with Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Mm -hmm. and we ran the tables. Y'all know the history.
0: Check the facts. That is what that was. There you go. That's what that was. So we'll be
1: fine. Pop knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah, okay. We'll see.
1: Moving on. (laughs) So I saw a story um, that caught my attention because you Mm. know, around here in the South, period we are Chick fil A fans, right? I mean people will get in line. I mean you'll see cars, at least here in our town. Oh my goodness. I mean cars are out to the street.
0: They've had to like, do some, literally. <laughs> some new construction at our Chick fil A in our town. Because it's crazy. It's nuts.
1: People and, are everywhere. And people will stay in that line until the Lord comes back. But they're gonna make sure. <laughs> they're gonna make sure that they get that chicken serious. sandwich, right? It's very serious business. I've
0: only seen it equaled by uh Starbucks. That's yes. the only thing that and it, it even doesn't equal it. You not, quite here. On, not, not here. Not here. I mean, Starbucks gets crazy, yeah. but, but here, man, Chick-fil-A is. Ooh. It's everything. It's everything. So
1: when they closed the Chick-fil-A down on, you know, we have this main strip here in, in, in TK. And when they closed that down, um, they put they, the Chick-fil-A that was in the mall open the drive through, And people were acting like, oh, my gosh. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much, Chick-fil-A. I don't know what I was going to do for the next six weeks. I was just like, people, yeah. it's just. It's, it's fried serious, chicken, man. you know what I mean? But it's serious business. So it's anyways,
0: serious everywhere.
1: Um, Ryder University. I don't know what they were thinking. I mm. really don't know what they were thinking, but Ryder University. And where is Ryder? They're in New Jersey.
0: In New Jersey, right. Yeah, which yeah. is
1: why they were able to even get away with such tomfoolery. <laughs> they're yeah, to they could have done it Yeah, they the not the do south. that in no, the no. South. No, no. Because people would be like, burn the school to uh, the yeah, ground. they would have burned burn it down. down. No, it wouldn't work. Um, But... Rider University sent out a poll to their student body and said, "Hey guys, what franchises would you like to see on mm-hmm. campus?" And uh, one of the options I guess on the original ballot was Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, yeah. And Chick-fil-A got a lot of votes. Um and then of course yeah. once the official school officials got that got word back that Chick-fil-A was kind of the front runner, yeah. Chick-fil-A magically disappeared from the ballots. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they, they take students,
0: the ballots back, took Chick-fil-A off yes. and then reissued this. Correct. Because they didn't want Chick-fil-A because.
1: They said that their corporate values um, were not progressive enough. And -hmm. so that's an interesting thought, right? That your your corporate values are not progressive enough. It's like it's our corporate values. And nobody forces you to go spend your money at Chick-fil-A. I mean, even if they put Chick-fil-A on the campus, I mean, Chick-fil-A is only going to stay open if what? If people go and spend their money there at Chick-fil-A. But it's.
0: It's it's so horrible because it's like first of all they ask the student bodies they ask the student body to vote mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then when the student body tells you what they want you then say. Uh, never mind. This ain't
1: about y'all. <laughs> this, this ain't like, about the students.
0: We asking y'all what you want, but it really ain't about y'all. Yeah, it's not about y'all. So then they come back and they say, no, we're not going to do it because their corporate values don't align with ours, and specifically dealing with Dan Cathy, of course, talking about him sure. being in support of marriage being between a man and a woman several years ago.
1: Right. And so but that's not a corporate value.
0: That's not a corporate value. <laughs> like, that's a personal that's a, value. That's a personal value of the CEO. Correct. But
1: that's not, not a, that's not a corporate value.
0: That's crazy. But I mean. It goes to show, like I say, man, we've been so politicized. Everything, it, it, everything is getting so politicized. Everywhere. We're politicizing the humanity out of each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where people, the people can't even go eat chicken. they like, yeah, they can't even go eat chicken. Can't eat what it's they want. to eat. It's just a sandwich. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's, it's not a statement. It's perfect for college. <laughs>
1: Oh, of course. Perfect I for college. I can't colleges. tell you how many times we tore up Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A when a, I was man. in school. Oh, my gosh. That was the joint. Because everything was already pre-made. You just gotta went over there, grabbed a sandwich, grabbed your fries, you out. But, yeah, yeah I, I feel sorry for you, Ryder, because you don't get the experience, man. They're, they're cheating <laughs> you guys out of a, a <laughs> they great really part of college are. life. You know, It's it's Chick-fil-A. a
0: sad deal. Like I said, politics has trumped everything to the point where now people can't move in life to make very basic normal decisions. Like who goes and sits down at the restaurant of their choice thinking about whether their corporate values align with some political idea or, or some yeah. social, uh, stand.
1: Most of our, most, most of us, th- us consumers don't do that. In no, anything. nobody's doing anything. that.
0: Nobody, because if we were to, if we were to get that picky,
1: we just shocked. oh my
0: gosh, and just start peeling back the covers yeah. of every place that we go, and we, and we decide to eat at, or or go and drink coffee, or go wherever shop for right. our clothes right. or whatever, we would be shocked, and everybody would be just be up in arms, and nobody would have anything to eat, drink, no place to, spend no their place money. to live, no place to spend their money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The world is not. That's not how the world works. And the fact that they would do that at a school, like I say, after the very, I mean, how do you? Offer people a ballot Options. and then tell them, Just Psych. kidding, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that's just nuts, man. Like, but that's our world,
1: salivating for Chick fil A. Now uh, you gonna tell me, yeah. you know, <laughs> I was but gonna hold on for another two years.
0: That's our world, though, man. That's yeah. the world we live in now, and it's, it's just nuts it's living crazy. on our heads.
1: It's re- it really is crazy. But you know, is Chick fil A bothered? Mm-hmm. Doubt it. Because I'm telling you, they making money hand over fist. Yes. Everywhere I go in Texas, when yes. I travel, if you find the Chick-fil-A, especially around lunchtime, dinner time, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's like, should I go in? Will it make a difference? Yes. Should I stay in the drive through Will it make a difference? Because they're not Generating matter. It's millions annually. Millions. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think
0: they're the top. At one point, they were the top. I don't know if it's still true today, but the top as far as restaurant chains and yeah. fast food chains. I mean, Chick-fil-A, man, they're big. But, I mean, when you go in there, the way they treat you, the way they it's
1: their pleasure it's like you yeah, know it's your pleasure to serve yeah, me. Wow. My, my pleasure That's no, refreshing. That,
0: just the entire <laughs> way in which they go about doing business yeah. it really is a business model that people should be trying to copy in whatever field mm-hmm. that they're in because mm-hmm. man they're doing it oh that yeah. just you gotta tip your hat
1: you do um so that was an interesting story i just thought you know like i said for shame for the writers university students not to not to be able to choose you know, because they talk about uh, not being inclusive enough that, that Chick-fil-A is not inclusive. And yet the first thing they do is become very exclusive in, in how exactly. they treat Chick-fil-A. Um, but we'll we'll move on. And then the next story, of course, was a, was a big story um, surrounding the NFL. And that was the, the issue, um, Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. and the altercation in the hallway oh, yeah. of a hotel. Your thoughts.
0: Uh, my thoughts immediately... After seeing the video, because everybody, you know, of course, it it took off and went everywhere. That really his actions were indefensible. They really were. I mean, there's not a whole lot that he could that anything he could say or do to really defend his actions, because when you look at the actual video, he is the person to initiate contact with the young lady. Re- yeah. regardless of what she said and what we saw in what we saw right now they could have had happened in beforehand. The yeah, sure. exactly. They were, where they started the video. Sure. Um, he's walking out into the hallway and he's, you know, talking to her or whatever. And then he makes a motion to look like pusher or something. And, uh-huh. and, uh, she's, she, they're in the, each other's face and he makes the motion to push her, push her. Then she comes back at him, but just on its face, uh, these young men, uh, and, and I hate to frame it like this because everybody says, well, these young men in NFL have got to learn. No, it's, it's a lesson for men, period, yeah, regardless of okay. your socioeconomic status, regardless of where you are and how much you make or whether you're in the public eye or not. It's a lesson for men that men are going to have to learn. And we're going to talk about it because I think there are other sides to this story that need to be examined when it comes to these types of things because they're happening a lot. Yeah. Uh, and they've been happening a lot, but now they're being videoed more often. I should say.
1: TMZ <laughs> because TMZ Jeez Louise
0: is. I mean, if they're not Big Brother, I mean they like Man. they like uh, they like everywhere. If you ever get
1: a name, they, they just yeah. You just just stay at home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, these young men are gonna have to learn. And how to be reconnected to a certain degree of chivalry and understanding that as a man, there are certain ways you don't behave. And yeah. they can go for the women as well, which we'll, we'll talk about that. But, but as it pertains to him, uh, it's just indefensible. It's sad. Um, he's made a really big mistake. Young man, just getting started in his career. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps, you know, I don't know what the NFL will do with him. Uh, I know that the Chiefs have released him and everything. I don't know what's going to happen to him in the future, but hopefully he can learn from this, whether he gets back into the NFL or not right. going forward in his life. There are just some things you don't do, man. There's just some stuff you got to, you got to be above it.
1: Yeah. And, and and I get your point, what you're saying about them, you, you know, not. The, the idea though is that these young men, I'm sure, get some level of counseling mm-hmm. and they get some level of. Or should if they don't. Correct. Hey guys you're you're now a public figure mm-hmm. you're making a good sum of money and there are going to be opportunities for you to get into situations how should you re- respond and react yeah. in these situations i i think a lot of it is you know, just being very, very immature yeah. and then also inviting immature people to hang out with you because, you know, yes. if, you, if you surround yourself with a bunch of idiots and a bunch mm-hmm. of immature people, you're going to end up in a lot of difficult circumstances Stupid and making dumb decisions. Situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because you have no one there that, that can actually just say, you know, it's probably a good idea if you leave and you leave and we all just leave and that way, you know, nothing like this happens.
0: And a lot of these young men, and I'm like you say... Uh, we, we believe or we want to believe that they're getting some type of counsel, some type of insight into the fact that when you become a public figure and you start to be successful at your, your profession, mm-hmm. as as big of a platform and as elevated of a platform as the NFL is, uh, once you start doing good on that stage, it invites a certain amount of scrutiny. Sure. It invites a certain amount. It, it's, it's really like mosquitoes to a light. <laughs> You're going to start drawing different kinds of attention in different ways. And you can't live your life as loose or as free or as, you know, kind of unthinking as you may have lived it before. Your anonymity is gone. Yeah, it's going. You know, I mean, you run around on a field with your last name plastered to your back, and right. when you do something well, the camera is on you. You're always you're in,
1: on Sports Center for an entire
2: yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're your you're lauded.
0: You're celebrated, yeah. and so your life has changed. Yeah. So you're going to have to change, and if you're not willing to mature and change, mm-hmm. then you might likely find yourself in a situation where you're making very immature decisions that derail your life professionally and personally mm-hmm. like this young man has because it's happening over and over and over and over and over and over again yeah. and there are probably many more instances that are happening that aren't on video sure, right sure, and sure. Uh, and so these men have got to start to really mature in that area they've got to start to learn not to stay as we say, you know, we talk to inmates in prison, you know, we tell them don't stay stuck on stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at some point you've got you've got to say, let's play this record on the other side. And
1: it's much easier to learn from someone else's mistakes than to have to go through it. I mean, no you doubt. know, we're getting ready to kind of play his mea culpa where he had to of course give offer his apologies and, and explanation for the situation that occurred. And and the fact of the matter is he should have never been in that situation. Mm-hmm. And ultimately he can't rely on other people to to make decisions in his best interest. No. At the end of the day people are attracted to fame and they're attracted to to names and being able to name drop and say who they're hanging out with and posting to instagram so you you do attract you attract you attract a lot of of junk and a lot of people who are who are simply um looking for what what you can do for them and not and not the other way around and
0: and let me say this that's a part of the scenario that even though when these men do this stuff like i say it's indefensible you do it you're wrong period you don't put your hands on a woman like that you don't kick a woman you don't you, you just you got to be above that. But at the same time, one of the things that is not often addressed in co- in the context of how these young men live is the fact that there is a world out there that gathers around these young men oh, absolutely. with ulterior motives. Absolutely. It's a different world. It's, a different it's just world. a different world. It's a different reality. Some yeah. of those men, when they walk out those locker rooms, it's a whole different reality than when you walk off your job. Sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is not the same. And so, we have to recognize that there's something that has to be done uh, about educating these young men and helping them to mature, mm-hmm. to understand how to navigate that, and and uh, and how to grow up in so many areas. But also to to really recognize, look, there's a culture and an environment around all industries, whether it's music, no whether doubt. it's sports. Yeah. There's always this culture. There's always this subculture. sub-culture yeah. yeah, subculture there that uh, is not always bright and it's not always beautiful. And and so we have to sometimes take into account those things when dealing with these young men in context. Like yeah. I say, that's not to justify any actions, but just the context of it all.
1: I'm going to let you guys hear from Kareem because, like I said, he's, he's had to sit down and with Lisa Salter and, and give um, his side of the story. Yeah. And he sounds like a very, you know— um, Intelligent and contrite guy. I mean, he sounds like he really does know. Yeah, I messed up, and of course, who wouldn't know that when a team releases you? You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, that completely changes your life. And then when the outlook of some NFL team picking you up is probably, I mean, who knows? That might be a year from now. That might be two years from now. Um, it just depends on the optics Mm -hmm. because everything now is very political. Oh, god. And so you know, even if a team says, "Hey, we really like you as a person," even if Kansas City said, "We really like you as a person." Mm Um, well, we still got to let you go because you know there's this videotape, and there's no way we can, like you said, get around yeah. what's on the tape. No doubt. Um, so I'm gonna let you hear from him, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap this up. It does matter though. We need to hear from you how you got to that point. What happened?
2: It was definitely some things that were said and did that I did not like, and that's not an excuse. It's not. I, I'm that person in that video did not deserve that. I didn't mean to hurt anybody or any, anything like that. It, it's really tough. It's tough because like, I feel like I let a lot of people down and I just really want to you know, apologize to everybody, the chief's organization, the, my family, and close friends. Who is this person? How did she end up being in the hallway of your, of your residence? honestly I'd never met the girl before besides that one time I met her one time and it was just kinda like a I was m- my first two days living at this new place at, at the 9 in Cleveland and kinda just had some friends over What were you arguing about in the hallway? It was just a disagreement and I honestly I wanted her just to leave but it's no excuse for for me to act that way or to even You know put myself in that position
1: okay so i'm I'm not going to play the whole video Mm -hmm. um but and you can you can hear that but it's kind of striking to me that he would say something like you know i don't even know this girl you know you think about that it's like you just put yourself in a world of hurt for somebody that you don't even know like what what did she add to your life or take away i mean there was no reason to even to even let things escalate to that point. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that he was surrounded by other men who I didn't see really step in. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they kind of were like, yo, bro, probably just, you know, chill out, man. <laughs> but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it could have been like, I tell you what, I'm going to need you to exit out here. We're going to close and lock this door and we're going to let you chill out because we're not going to get into any. Yeah. I mean, the man is out in the hallway, in yeah. the hallway. So yeah. either they were a little tipsy. You know, it's probably alcohol involved, something else involved, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, you just, you cannot afford, I mean, you're making millions of dollars, right? I mean, (laughs) you just cannot afford to put yourself in that kind of position. And and that's, it's really sad. Because like I said, he's got so many... There's so many people that you can list, from Ray Rice oh my to, goodness. Um, what's his name, Larry, um, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people that he can go down the list and, yeah. and say, I don't want to be that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And, you know, for all these young men in any industry in which your star starts to rise, mm-hmm. young man... You're going to have to change. I, I mean, and I know, I know people, yeah. people, people don't recognize that. That you're not, you can't be, what you were, once you reach a certain status in the public eye. Mm-hmm. You cannot live that same life. And these young men have to realize also, if you're going to engage in certain activities, whether you're going to the club all the time, trying to make it rain, quote unquote. Whether you're going out with friends, drinking and smoking weed and all this other stuff, whether you're you're doing all of these things you consider to be fun or what whatnot and what have you. There are certain activities that open you up to a greater probability that you're going to make a dumb decision because somebody else there under the influence is going to do something dumb themselves. (laughs) You know, it's like you, you cannot, you can't put yourself in that environment and you have to ask yourself, you know, who who am I? What do I want to do? What do I, who do I want to be? You know, and, and how long do I want to, to, to experience this success? Because, Now he knows
1: it can be gone just in a second.
0: In a second, you wake up unemployed. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, and And that's it. it. The thing about it is, he probably didn't know that that videotape existed. No. You know what I mean? He probably did not know that. Well, he said he didn't know it. And so, from that perspective, you know, he's going through life thinking that thing is behind him. Yeah. And then, boom, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You wake up the next morning and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting yeah. called to the office. Because
0: that happened you're back in me. February, right?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, you, you've you got Early basically year. the greater part of a whole year yeah, that has gone by in your life. And you've played and played well and had a great career so far. And you're doing well and you're doing super. And then all of a sudden, boom. And so it, it goes to show, though, you just have to be. You have to be wise, and these young men have to learn to embrace the maturity necessary for success. That if you, if you're gonna do it, you just go ahead and lock on, lock in, brother, because you've yeah. got to change. There's some things that are gonna have to change about the way in which you do your life.
1: And there's also this, you know, we've talked about this before, but there's just really this this lack of of mentorship mm-hmm. when it comes to manhood. uh it, it's okay. So it's true. okay if a man doesn't have a dad it happens so often that's Mm -hmm. okay that's that's not a sin or a fault against uh, against that child or that young man that's grown up but but there are opportunities certainly and prayerfully in 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 one's life where you you meet people that Mm -hmm. that do try to sow into your life and give you wisdom that can take you a little bit further down the road and then hopefully you meet somebody else to get you a little bit further down the road yeah with something that they impart and so you know what's really disheartening to me is kind of the the brashness of this generation, these younger kids, who who just kind of feign having any anybody speak, you know, discipline or Mm -hmm. or, you know, requirements. You know what I mean? When it comes to their behavior socially, I'm not talking about professionally. Everybody knows Mm -hmm. I got to get this money. So if Mm -hmm. I want this money, you know, money is the motivator. I got to get my body right. I got to eat right. I got to do right. So they, they have that down but when when we're talking about the person who you really are mm-hmm. why why are they having such such difficulties standing in in the pocket in in life and doing what's right and i think a lot of it like i said is it it is because they did not have a father that's true but it but but it's it's not because there aren't people there i don't think to to mentor mm-hmm. them and to show them what they're to do i just think this generation is very brash and i think they're very they think they know everything. Mm. They think they've arrived at some uh, some level of truth, which is theirs, yeah. which is why it's so scary, right? <laughs> it, there is no there is no solid yeah. yes or no. Everything is gray, you know mm. And so they make decisions in the gray instead mm. of making decisions that are very much like I cannot put my hands on that woman because that is wrong. Yeah I cannot push her in the hallway nor kick her because that is wrong. Yeah you know?
0: and you're, you're so right and it's that loss of it's that loss of a, of a previous generation or generations before. That for a lot of men, not every man, sometimes manhood right. has been it's it's a landmine, and it has always been, sure. so is womanhood sure. it's it's just life, but for a lot of men, these were things that were established when they were born into a family with a father, mm-hmm. you know who didn't put his hands on their mother, showed respect, taught. That masculinity and the strength of masculinity was not for abuse or control, but taught that that strength was for service, Mm -hmm. that that strength was for protection, that that strength was for guidance. It wasn't it wasn't this controlling mechanism, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when when you lose that fathering and you have a generation that is, as you say, in essence, really raising themselves in so many ways, Mm -hmm. uh, they get you take that kid. And I'm not saying this is the case of Kareem Hunt, but you take so many kids that fall in this category and then you thrust them into the limelight of success and millions. I mean, and when you're talking about millions of dollars, we're talking about making more money than 95 percent of the human population. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We're talking about you going from here to being whether you know it or not or feel like it or not. You're living better than most of the entire planet. And you put these kids in this position and then you turn the light on them. And then you all of the things that comes with that now, this sense of being somebody now that's attached to money or fame, this sense of having power. Now that's attached to money or fame, right. This sense of attraction, people coming at you for all kinds of reasons all the time. And then for a lot of young men, now all of a sudden your your name and your your, you know, is all over the place. Right. So these young men get thrust into that and they haven't had that foundation It's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for for waste, if not ending in disaster, (laughs) because because they have no understanding of how to value it. And Mm -hmm. they don't have they don't have any understanding of real stewardship of what they've been given, Mm -hmm. because a lot of that is downloaded from a father. And and it comes from that that mentoring and that that training and that teaching and that guidance Mm -hmm. And, and teaching a young man that how wisdom causes enduring riches, that it's not just about the acquisition of riches. It's about riches that last. And also that that
1: responsibility is, is learned, you know, just because I give you something doesn't impart responsibility. And we know that because we give stuff to our kids. And next thing you know, it's, broken and why I just paid $20 yes. for that? Why is it on the floor? Why <laughs> is it missing pieces? Right? So we understand <laughs> that just because I give so you something true. doesn't mean that all of a sudden you, you get this idea of, of responsibility. And it's no different for these young people who... Find success in any type of mm-hmm. avenue and venue, whether it's you know acting or arts or or, or sports. It doesn't matter. No, just because you s- I sign a check and man, I'm a millionaire. I don't even understand what that means, nor do yeah. I understand how to be re- responsible. Like I've never been responsible for anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. even my talent to a great great degree, I have not been responsible for. Why? Because I went to college and I had a trainer and I had a coach and I had you know people telling me get up, yes, go go weight lift, go eat this, do that. So yeah. even in that sense. Yeah. By the time they make it to the pros, it doesn't necessarily mean that they understand what responsibility is. No. Um,
0: so, but you're seeing it. But you're and, and you're, seeing, and you're seeing, seeing that. Yeah.
1: So you know, my heart goes out to them because I just feel like so so often, you know, and we're going to kind of s- you know segue to this, but we've we've preached this idea that 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 women and women are this and 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 women are everything and and we now need to move the focus to women, mm-hmm. but but truly what what has hurt our, our, our world is a lack of leadership and a lack of manhood. Mm. And, and the reason why we have so many problems, I think yeah. in, in our homes, in our civics in our politics, in our daily lives, is just a lack of leadership. Mm-hmm. And any, regardless of how people feel about it, God has created the man to lead. Yeah. And he, he is to be first. And, and when he's not there, everyone else is exposed and everybody else is now trying to scramble mm-hmm. to fill a role that they weren't built for mm-hmm. a role that they weren't created yeah. to 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 have to to do so, um, just you know, my heart goes out to the young man. I mean, that's a lot to to take on, mm-hmm. especially for something like that to become public. And and but but certainly, you know, it's a story for for so many. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, the kids behind him are watching this and saying, you know what? I think yeah. I'm gonna switch friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna give me some yeah. nerdy friends who don't want to do anything but yeah, just and watch and movies and eat popcorn.
0: And, and keep uh, and keep your hands off of women. Absolutely. Just yeah. put put your hands. Sit on your hands. Do whatever you got to do. But you don't. There's too many things you can do.
1: There's too many things
0: aside from putting your hands in a violent manner on another woman. And that's coming from that's coming from a man who has a wife and a daughter. Keep your hands off women. (laughs) 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 You understand what I'm saying? And and you know what I'm saying? There's there's just so many other things you can do. But but like I said, we're gonna talk about this a little bit because one of the things that has to be shared though too and you alluded to it and i believe this is where you're you're going in your next next topic is this feminist movement mm-hmm. in which we have seen a change in the how can i say this the the definition of what it means to be a female or feminine right. and and how now there is this war this gender battle and gender war between men and women. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing women become much more assertive and aggressive in ways that were not consistent with the traditional definition of femininity. Right? right? So even in this particular video with Kareem Hunt, okay, Kareem makes a, 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 a violent move toward the young lady to push her off. Right? This young lady returns back and takes a swing at him. Now, I mean, this is an NFL professional football player. Yeah. Okay, this man gets hit for a living by grown men bigger and stronger than him. Contact confrontation is his life. Mm-hmm. Okay? he's a, When you're running back in the NFL, I <laughs> that's know. what it is. Right? Yeah. So he, this is how he lives. This is what he knows. And this woman is trying to hit him. You know, and I'm... And you you just, you sit back and you, and I marvel at that. Now, is it to say, okay, the woman has a right to defend herself? Yes, she does. But you're not going to hardly be successful defending yourself against (laughs) a grown NFL football player. And she was not a very big woman Mm -mm. at all. And my thing is, what has happened to us that now, this happens a lot. Where you're seeing, and even statistically, it's talking about the uptick and the increase in, male abuse from females in Mm -hmm. relationships where you're seeing this very aggressive manly feminism Uh (laughs) or femininity, if you would, where women are starting to behave outside of the traditional context of what femininity and being a woman is and how I think this, this type of departure from the traditional gender definitions that, that we have seen derived from, Years and years and years and years and years. Of course, thousands of years of human history. Sure. That we believe as as Christians in a Creator that God created us with these asymmetries for a reason. Um, We're seeing this happen, and I think it's creating a real crisis in male female relationships. Of course. I really do. Of course. Number one, you got men. I always say it this way, and it goes back to that: the lack of fathering, the lack of mentoring. But for this particular point, specifically, a father. When a generation comes along that has had no father, you have boys who don't know what it means to be responsible and don't know what responsibility is. But you have young women who don't know how to require it. And you have young women who suffer from things as well. Yeah. You know, and everybody talks real big about what the boys suffer from. But our young women are suffering from it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's creating a very tough feminism and and femininity that I I would like to know your thoughts about because I see it happening so much now yeah that it's it's really it's really a really big deal and I think it's really causing a lot of strain I
1: think it's I think a lot of it for for men and and for for boys and for girls for for men and women you know it is the it is the lack of a fathering and and truthfully it's it's the fact that in in this generation we've We've become so accustomed. Everybody's saying, "Do you?" Mm-hmm. and and we've become accustomed to everybody blurring lines about everything. Be fluid. If you want to be, if you want to act butch today, act butch today. If you want to act yeah. feminine tomorrow, <laughs> act feminine tomorrow. You just do you and be your full self. Fully realize mm-hmm. who you are. But understanding that nobody can do that without a without a clear definition of of where they came from, mm-hmm. or, or where they originated from. So. You know, it goes back to Genesis and you and I have talked about this before, but it's so profound and people miss it that, that, that God in in all of his creation, he goes through the entire first chapter of Genesis telling everything that he's made that it's good. Mm -hmm. And that's critical for all of us.
0: It's very critical. It's very
1: critical because without God saying that we are good, Mm -hmm. how do we get down the road to any sort of morality or, or, or civility amongst Mm -hmm. each other? It has to start from the very genesis of, of being good. Yeah. But the importance of the father is that he's there to reiterate that. Yeah, You see what I mean? And so his, his place in the home is irreplaceable because you have to have that man telling, telling his wife, telling his children that they're good too. Mm-hmm. And I think so often in our society, we're, we don't have that. No. So, so as, a, as a result, you know, women don't know, is their femininity good? Is it good enough? Is it okay if I'm demure and if I want to serve in my home and be domestic? Maybe that's a bad thing because everybody tells me that I can work and I can make, I can bring home the bacon and I can fry it up too, you know, and this idea that who even wants to do that? I mean, seriously, (laughs) at some point I would like somebody else to fry my bacon. I'm just being honest. Well, I mean,
0: you you make a great point there is like having it all and doing it all don't line up on the same page. And I I know people like, oh, I'm going to have it all. Well, but there's a doing part of that.
1: There is know? a doing part of that, and you yeah. only have 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just you know the reality is the older I've gotten, the more I understand why so many people enjoy being stay-at-home mothers. Yeah, I'm like I miss that. I want that for myself, but mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> in talking about <laughs> no, in, no, I'm serious. In, in talking about though these women who who have become very, you know, very forward in how mm-hmm. how they deal with men. I mean, even to see that video, I just think to myself. Who? What would he ever possess you yeah. to to come back at an NFL football yeah. player? Like, what can you do to me? I mean, yeah. he can knock your block off is what he can do. Mm-hmm. And over what? But but the question is, who was wrong? Mm-hmm. Was he totally in the wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. But does she bear some responsibility also? Of course yeah. she does. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so for me, it's just the framing of the conversation yeah. that is just, it's Kareem Hunt. Or yeah. it's just that man, instead of understanding that it takes two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and and we cannot act as though women automatically come with this, oh, I'm so moral and so pure, as yeah. the driven snow, that yeah. I would never cause this issue. Any kind and, of issue. Yeah. Right. That I could be just as culpable in a situation if mm. we don't do some real investigation about it. Yeah.
0: I know? mean, there are no doubt. You you look at not too long ago, they released the, the gentleman, was it Ray Carruth? I think yes, used to yes. play in the NFL, yes. ended up having his, his girlfriend killed story. and, uh, in her of course, maiming and, and causing his own child to come out, uh, you know, with with handicaps. Yeah. So here's a case in which there are men out there who are ticking time bombs. They're egotistical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're full of pride. They're self-centered. And borderline, they're so eat up with it, they really are volatile human beings. Yeah. And and they are there are people that they can't be trusted. They don't need to be in relationships because they they don't they don't know themselves. They haven't developed. They, there are cases of arrested development out there mm-hmm. in men that are really ticking time bombs. And so we've seen that. We know that. And of course, nobody would condone or justify that. But then what is not talked about is that there are a ton of male female relationships in which men are framed as the. All in all, just the violator you're the villain. Yeah. and you're the villain. And there have been women in those relationships who provoke, sure. <laughs> who, oh, yeah. who stir up, who calls, who create more trouble oh, in those men's lives. So where these men respond and they react in ways sometimes, you know, in which nothing's justifiable, but they respond in ways. That are angry because they feel like they're being manipulated by this woman, sure. and in many cases they are, and and these are these are lessons not talked about. Mm-hmm. It's no different than uh, the the current Me Too movement, yeah. which you know I understand the, the mobilizing women to speak out against sexual abuse, but Me Too, um, uh, a movement called Me Too, should include anybody who can say Me Too, mm-hmm. and what you don't see a lot of included in that Me Too movement or young boys out there who sure. are being molested and abused who can say me too. Sure. You see it's not just a woman thing. Yeah. It, it is it is the people who are preying upon very vulnerable children both male and female. Right. And it's happening all the time. And so when it comes to dealing with these is- issues in society instead of framing them male female. Mm-hmm. We need to frame them right wrong. Absolutely. We need to frame them civil and barbaric. We need to frame them along the lines that I think are much clearer Mm -hmm. than when you start framing things male-female, because when you start doing that, there's going to be something on both sides of that (laughs) that anybody can talk about all the time and really start to tackle these things from a moral law perspective, more than just dealing with male-female differences and issues.
1: But then we have to actually say who is the moral law giver yeah. and nobody wants to get still enough to just say okay God well yeah. well, let's go back and, and let's what did you say? Okay yeah. we're going to do that because ultimately we would rather stay in our heads trying to figure out stuff mm-hmm. that is clearly explained in a book called the Bible <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's kind of like truth. why are we banging our heads yes, against yes. the wall to try yeah. to get people to act the way we want them to act or do what we want them to do um, But but there really is something that needs to be talked about in this loss of femininity, mm-hmm. this loss of masculinity. Because as we talk about transgenderism and, we, and we're and we making everybody's ism, mm-hmm. you know, the thing. Yeah. And, and we're forgetting the fact that we're, we're human beings and he created them male and he created them female. And mm-hmm. that's just, that, that's the bottom line. And ultimately we're, we're, we're meant to be different, yeah. but we're also Absolutely. meant to have a, a certain amount of synergy. Mm-hmm. That's why when you see a, a man that loves a woman and a woman that loves that man, there's something just magical about it, right? I mm. mean, that's something that, that you revere and appreciate no doubt. because, because that love is a representative of, of, of God himself. You know what I mean? So I, I just really, this generation has a, has a lot, to, mm-hmm. a lot of work to do. Oh, and no, and no, there have no, been a yes. lot of setbacks. <laughs> it's not <laughs> over. It's not over, but it certainly, it, it makes you, it, it makes you wonder. And and can I just real quick? Yeah. And it's something you meant, you ministered um, a couple of weeks ago, but we we cannot we cannot forget the importance of images and what what people see and what they what they yes. hear what they imbibe on a daily basis, and how much that plays into how they respond. Mm. I guarantee you, if I if I went and talk and listened to Kareem Hunt's play, playlist, or I saw what he was watching that day, mm. I'd be like, oh, so you was watching this? Yeah. Oh, you were listening to him? Mm-hmm. So I can understand how your reaction could be. You know you. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean? that's what I've been listening to all day. So yeah. I, I think there really is. And we and we have to start holding accountable, you know, the, the stuff that we that we allow to be entertainment for us. I think it's very telling about our society as a yes. whole, the type of things that we deem entertainment. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, you're, and you're so true. And I think it goes back to what you said earlier. It's what did he call good? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we do. We, we honestly do have to start there because without it there's nowhere else you can go. And he called good man and woman, male and female. And what I, what people don't realize is that everything, if you look at the whole world, the world is created for balance mm-hmm. to be in balance, yep. right? You know, you've got, you've got summer, you've got winter, you've got sowing, you've got reaping, you've got, <laughs> you've got all of these different things that seem to be opposites, but they're not opposites they're balance mm-hmm. that's what they are they're indicative of balance male and female is the same yeah. masculinity balances femininity femininity ma- uh, balances masculinity when you take those and you try to be quote-unquote non-binary mm-hmm. and you try to act as though these asymmetries don't really are not really necessary
1: are in, not interdependent yeah you know it, yeah,
0: yeah and, and they can be kind of taken or left right you know well then you you throw things out of balance. Mm-hmm. And so then you end up frustrated because now there's friction in the relationships. Right. And they can never get together. Well, it's because you will not embrace what is good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like people say, Well, you know, they'll say things when, like like you were talking about transgenderism, you're talking about all of these other other forms of sexual orientation in which people are embracing all kinds of things and trying to remain fluid, you know, and they're saying, Well, God is love. He is love. Mm -hmm. But he's also right. Yeah. Right. And (laughs) and if he's right, then what he says and what he says is good and is right, then we have to abide by that. And we find clarity and we find fulfillment in that is not Mm -hmm. some sentence to the doldrums of
1: existence. And he's not he's not frivolous. He's God. So he didn't have to experiment. No, we think that God like went around and said, "Hmm, male. What does that look like? (laughs) Female. What do I want her to have? No, he spoke it and it was, and it, it was, was perfect. It was yes. exactly what it was supposed to be. And so I think that's, that's part of our issue that we want God to think like us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we sit around and make hybrids and try to, try yes. to create stuff out of stuff that didn't yes. create that to begin with. We do that stupid stuff. Yes, we God do. does not do that. Yes, <laughs> you know what we mean? Do. He is God. So
0: and we want things to kind of uh, uh, agree with our presuppositions absolutely. and assumptions we, and our choices and, and we'll things make it that, that we've right? done. We'll yeah. Make it we will that. shift. We will bend. We will we'll break, break. We will mold it to make it fit. Absolutely. And the sad thing about it is, though, doesn't always fit. (laughs) And you can't make it fit when it don't fit. And so, you know, these are just things, like I said, that are going on in our culture, in our society that we want to talk about on our podcast. And with this young man, hopefully things can get rectified in his life. With all the topics and the subject matter that we've kind of talked about here, it kind of highlights why we have to go back to at least consider the biblical perspective on all of these things, sure. because I think we're going to keep seeing more and more of these kinds of things happen because it's not just the NFL. Somebody wrote a, uh, an article about, you know, the NFL dealing with its domestic abuse problem. And I'm like, you just saw a slew of abuse in Hollywood <laughs> uncovered. And there's a slew of abuse in the business world, yeah, uh, on Wall Street, in the financial districts, and everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere, folks. And it's happening both male and female. There are women in power who are abusing men. Yeah. There are teachers sleeping with male students. I mean, it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere.
1: And one of the things we need to do is have a show about this identity politics and about mm-hmm. the currency of identity politics. Because... It's so lucrative nowadays yes. that everybody even terms stuff like that, like the NFL's the NFL's biggest problem and this person's <laughs> biggest problem. It's sin, people. And it's everywhere. I don't I, I don't yeah. care where you think you live, mm-hmm. you can think you live in, in in the most morally upstanding community. At the end of the day, there's something mm-hmm. in there. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's no just doubt. the reality of, of human frailty and especially human separation from God. So yeah, I want to have a show like that because we have to talk about this because because yeah. I'm I'm so tired of everything. Yes, being so politicized. I mean, it's just yeah, like, they have
0: politicized uh, the humanity out of us. It's just, <laughs> they it, really have. You get to a point where
1: you're like, just forget
0: it. Enough is enough, enough. and we will indeed do that. Yeah. Absolutely, do that. But listen, we're so glad that you chose to push play and join us on this particular podcast and broadcast of Culture and Convictions. Please remember to like and subscribe if you want to know about future. Podcasts, podcasts. podcasts that are going to be posted here on this channel on youtube as well as visit cultureandconvictions.com our website and follow us on facebook at culture and convictions and twitter and twitter as well and instagram see she's (laughs) bringing stuff on me i didn't even know about all that but anyway we hope to see you around we want to talk to you again until next time god bless